Welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. Do you know why you're here? Here as in life, existence, being. Now, I I imagine, imagine that most of you, there may be some of you, but most of you don't lie awake at night pondering this question, seeking the answer to this question. I imagine most of you sleep or try to sleep. You wake up and live. You eat and work or study and take care of kids. Now, you might not toss and turn in your bed with questions about life and being and existence, but there are many voices in our culture that would seek to inform you, influence you, shape you with their answer to this question. For example, some would say you exist to produce. Produce for the company, for the corporation, for the state, that you're simply a cog in the wheel of an economic engine. Some would say you exist to consume goods, products, experiences, pleasure, Others would say, others would say, hey, you're here as a member of a voting block. Your function is as a potential aid for a political party to gain power. That's why you're here. Others would say you exist as part of an intersectional grid of power and oppression, one that's based on your gender, sexuality, and race, where you exist to speak the truth to power to the privileged, even if the privileged is you. Other voices might say, don't even bother about those questions. Simply enjoy as much in life as you can. Now, all of those answers and others, because there's many others, are dead ends. They're all roads to nowhere. Because the truth is this. You were created to know God. To know the eternal, almighty maker of heaven and earth. You were made to be in relationship with the one who spoke galaxies and solar systems, stars and planets into being. You were created to know the one who raised up mountains, filled oceans and rivers, formed forests, painted flowers. You were made to be in relationship with your creator who knew you before he laid the foundation of the world, who knitted you in your mother's womb to meet with him, to worship him, to glorify him, to serve him, to walk with him, to be in his presence forever. Now that's what the tabernacle 
pointed to. And that's what our passage from Exodus is about, the tabernacle. Now, this is one of those chapters in the Bible that if you're reading through the book of Exodus, you might be tempted to skim this chapter or skip this chapter entirely because after all, it's full of details, details about curtains and clasps and frames and goatskins and ramskins and linens and yarns and acacia wood and bronze and, and gold. But all these details is because this chapter contains plans, plans for a tent, for that's what the tabernacle was, a tent. Now, the word tabernacle comes from a Hebrew word that means to dwell. <clears throat> a tent because God's people were not yet settled. God's people were on the move. They were in the wilderness. They were just out of Egypt, just freed from slavery, and God was leading them home, leading them to their land, leading them to Canaan. Now, this tent... This tabernacle was not just any tent because it was God's tent. And as the Lord's tent, this was the place where he dwelled, the place where he was present with his people. Now, not that a tent, not that these curtains made of animal skins could contain the eternal, infinite Lord, but this was the place where God chose to dwell, where God chose to be present. And so it was a piece of heaven on earth. And here's what I mean by that. Heaven is where God is. So when God dwelled with his people, he brought heaven with him. Now, the description in our chapter <clears throat> is not the entire or what came to be the entire tabernacle complex, but the description is the very heart of the tabernacle. And we see this tent was divided into two rooms, the holy place and the most holy place, also called the holy of holies. And the entire structure measured 15 feet wide, 45 feet long, and 15 feet tall. Now, the, the, the first room in the tabernacle was the holy place, and the holy place was rectangular. It was 30 feet long, 15 feet wide. This is the room that housed the lamp. This is the room that housed the table for bread. Now, Scott spoke of these last week in his sermon, if you were able to listen. And later, an altar of incense was placed in the holy place. Well, the second and the smaller room in the tabernacle was the most holy place, the holy of holies. And the two rooms were separated by a veil, a large, thick curtain made of blue and purple and scarlet yarns that were embroidered with cherubim. Now, cherubim are mysterious, angelic beings who live in the presence of God, worshiping him, ministering to him. Well, inside the veil was a room that was a perfect cube, 15 feet long, 15 feet wide, 15 feet tall. And in this room, in the most holy place, was the Ark of the Covenant. Andrew preached on the Ark two weeks ago. The ark was a box, a box that contained the Ten 
commandments, a box that contained the law, the two tablets of the law. And on top of that box was the mercy seat. Now made of pure gold, it had the figures of two cherubim on it, facing one another in the middle with their wings spreading out. Now the ark represented God's throne. The wings of the cherubim served as his seat. The box as his footstool. The law was under his feet. Now notice, there was no image above the cherubim. No seated statue to represent God because the Lord of hosts is invisible. So entering the Holy of Holies is getting a taste of heaven. Entering the Holy of Holies is getting a glimpse of heaven because it's entering the very presence into the very presence of the Lord, the God of Israel, seated in glory on his throne above the cherubim, surrounded by cherubim. Well, this is the heart of the tabernacle. (coughs) This is the center of the tabernacle. And this is the heart of Israel. This is the center of God's people because the tabernacle was the center of their camp. The tabernacle was in the middle, surrounded by the 12 tribes all around it. So here, God was in the midst of his people. Here God was present with his people. Here God was dwelling with his people. Why? So that they might know him and serve him and worship him, which is what they were created to do. But there was only one problem. God's people could not enter his presence. God's people could not enter the tabernacle. Why? Because of sin, because of disobedience, because of their failure to live as God desired. Sin, their sin separated them from God. God is holy, God is righteous, God is just, and sin cannot be in his presence. God cannot abide sin in his presence. So sin kept God's people out of the tabernacle. Sin kept God's people out of his presence. The only time that they glimpsed the interior of the tabernacle was when it was being packed up to move. Only priests, only priests could enter the holy place and only if they were on duty for the day, serving to light the lamp change the showbread on the table, burn incense on the altar. But these priests, even though these priests were allowed in the holy place, they could not enter the holy of holies. The veil, the temple curtain stood before them, blocking the way, embroidered with cherubim. Now, cherubim are mentioned in a number of places in the Bible. In the first place is in the book of Genesis chapter 3. After Adam and Eve sin, after Adam and Eve disobey God, God sends them out of the garden, sends them out of Eden, sends them out of the place that he had made for them, and God places cherubim with flaming swords to guard the way back, to block the entrance to Eden. 
where the cherubim on the veil in the tabernacle served to guard the entrance of the Holy of Holies to block the entrance into the presence of God. Only Moses. Only Moses and later the high priest could enter the most holy place. And even then, the high priest could only pass beyond the veil once a year. And when he did, he had to bring a sacrifice. He had to bring a blood sacrifice, an atoning sacrifice for sin, for his sin, for the sin of God's people, for forgiveness. The God of Israel, the Holy Lord enthroned above the cherubim is the same God who created you to be in relationship with him, to meet with him, to worship him, to glorify him, to serve him, to walk with him, to be in his presence forever. And we have the same problem. We today have the same problem as God's people in Exodus thousands of years ago. We can't. We can't, and we can't because of sin. Your sin, your disobedience, your failure to live as God desires you to live, your your failure to love separates you from God, alienates you from God, keeps you from his presence like a veil with a cherubim on it. The way's blocked. You can't enter the tabernacle. You can't enter the Holy of Holies. But hear the gospel. Hear good news. God has not left you here. God has not left you outside. He's made a way. He's made a way into the Holy of Holies, into his presence. And that way is Jesus, eternal son of the eternal father. Now, our New Testament reading was from the gospel of John. One verse, and it may be the most astonishing verse in the whole Bible. Listen again to the first part. This is John chapter one, verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word, the word that was in the beginning, the word that was with God, the word that was God became flesh. In other words, God took on flesh, became human, entered creation in Mary's womb without ceasing to be God. This is Jesus fully God, fully man, both. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now here the word, the word translated dwelt comes from the Greek word for tabernacle. The word became flesh and and tabernacled among us. God the Son became a man to dwell among us, to be with us, present in our midst. Jesus is 
the tabernacle. Not made of linen and yarn, wood and skins, bronze and gold, but flesh and blood joined to the divine. The tabernacle in Exodus points to him. The tabernacle in Exodus is fulfilled in him. In Jesus Christ, heaven has come to earth. In Jesus, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And before him, you are in the presence of the one who made heaven and earth. You are in the presence of the one who redeemed Israel. You are in the presence of the one who gave the law, of the one who sat enthroned above the cherubim. And he's made a way for you. Jesus, the the son, the God-man, was crucified, his body nailed to a cross, his blood shed on the cross. And when his suffering ended, when he breathed his last, when he died, the gospel of Mark, chapter 15, verse 38, tells us this. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two, from top to bottom. Now, just like the tabernacle, the temple in Jerusalem had a veil. The temple in Jerusalem had a curtain that separated the holy place from the holy of holies. And when Jesus died, it was torn, divided in two by the power of God, by the hand of God. It it was torn from the top to the bottom, 15 feet tall, from top to bottom. The veil that had separated God's people from his presence was no more. The way was open to the most holy place, to the holy of holies, to meet with God, to be in his presence, to serve him, to worship him, all through Jesus because his death was the sacrifice. His death was the atoning sacrifice, the blood sacrifice to overcome sin, your sin. And his death was once once for all. His death was the once for all sacrifice. No other sacrifices are needed. Through Jesus, you can pass beyond the veil. Through Jesus, you can enter the Holy of Holies. You were created to know God, to be in relationship with God, to meet with him, worship him, serve him, walk with him, be in his presence. Now, if you've wondered how, how can I know God? How can I be in the presence of God? Well, here it is. It's through Jesus. Faith in Jesus the word made flesh, the word tabernacled among us. Believe in him in your heart. Confess him with your mouth. And, and he is always, always how you can enter God's presence. Perhaps you've strayed. Perhaps you're struggling. Perhaps you are in need need of forgiveness, need of healing, need of peace, and you want to enter the Holy of Holies. Well, there's no checklist for that. 
There's no lists of to-dos in order to do that. No, only Jesus. He's the way. Turn to him and glimpse heaven. Turn to him and get a foretaste of eternity because through him, through him, you will be in the presence of God. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 